Listener Production. Bring in the drip, the pee, and the love. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Matt, the Casanova conmen of Australia are breathing a sigh of relief after Tracy Grimshaw, 17 years of the current affair chair, Hanging up the boots. Hanging up the mic, you know. The, the mic that's been shoved in the faces of many ashamed uh, white-collar criminal just oh, having their hand over their head as they guided into the backseat of a car. Or a dodgy builder who's been ripping people off. <laughs> or someone on the workers' compo who's out there just building the pergola. Or someone who was attacked by some rabid dogs. Now, yesterday morning, I came out into the front yard and the dogs were across the road. And as soon as they saw me... They came bounding over. Someone needs to take that sample and put it over vitamin C's friends forever. As we go on. (laughs) That man speaks fluent rabid dog. I can't believe how uh, clear he was. In all his enunciations, hey, um, we got a big show for you this morning. Very, very excited to be continuing on, Alex Dyson, part two of the uh, Crumb Casino Chronicles. Oh, it's massive. Uh, looking forward to seeing what Matt O'Kine got up to in his quest to become part of the Ghanaian Olympic squad. As well as that, Barry came a knocking <gasps> to no. me last week, Matt. Wait, 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 because last week, well, yeah. you, you were... You were somewhere very fancy last week. Please don't tell me that Barry got an invite to one of the nicest places in Australia. I went to the most lovely, <laughs> lovely place, and yet still, still amongst relaxation and massages and spas, managed to have a very terrible moment which plagued my entire existence there. So <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a moment. This is about Alex All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matty O, what do you think about a standing O? A standing ovation. They've been big. Venice Film Festival, they have been pumping out the standing ovations. Do you know what gets me about going to see live theatre? Okay. One... The fact that the jokes in live theatre are so mild and they get <laughs> such a laugh. Like, it is always the wackest stuff. It'll be like, oh, where's my bag? I've forgotten my bag. And someone will be You'd like, forget you your mean- head if it wasn't screwed on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the whole crowd will chuckle. I'm like, you would never get away with comedy that light. Anywhere else in the world. All right. Okay. So apart from that, apart from the fact that the gags, you could not even roast the, <laughs> you could not cook an egg with the light flame that some of these jokes have. Okay. Couldn't even solidify the egg whites <laughs> with some of the heat that these jokes are putting out. But instead of that, right. Is that, okay. That's fine. I can deal with that. Yep. But then at the end, oh. Three bows, mm. you know, Curtain the cast goes down, comes pops out, back up again. Yeah, they bow, then they go backstage. They've barely disappeared for a minute. Sometimes I can still see the legs of the people. 
ducking back into the backstage when they decide to turn around and come and milk it again mm. for all it's worth. Well, look, they've been in the news because this Venice Film Festival, let's forget the theatre for a moment, there's been some big ones. Um, one wholesome one, Brendan Fraser, Fraser, mm. his performance in The Whale. He's been out of movies in Hollywood for a very long time after, um, man, The Mummy, one of my favourite films growing mm. up. But uh, he's had a pretty pretty tough time over those years, had some battles with mental health issues, coming back, got a six-minute standing ovation. He was tearing up on stage. That was really wholesome. Sorry. Wait, what? Six minutes? Six minutes. Do you know how long six minutes is? Yeah. That's longer than some of my stand-up sets. (laughs) He's getting clapped for longer than I've performed at times. That is insane. That's big. The other one was for the new Olivia Wilde film, which is called Don't Worry Darling, but that was more focused on what all the actors and cast and directors were doing when it came to do they like each other. Now, I don't know much about this. Actually, Bron, producer Bron, what's going on in this gossip world? Because I've saw people claiming Harry Styles spat on Chris (gasps) Pine and Olivia Wilde, who was still with her partner, was flirting with Styles, and that's Florence Pugh was upset with that, and then Sheila Booth's involved, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's all crazy. Yeah, so Florence Pugh apparently is upset with Olivia Wilde because Olivia Wilde was distracted. This is all hearsay. Who knows what's actually going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, because she wasn't taking directing seriously. But then other people are saying her directing's amazing in this. How long did that standing ovation go for? I think it was only three. Brendan got a longer one, I think. Oh, three minutes is still... Do you know how... I've been, I've been really wondering why in 2022 we still insist on having hand soap and hand lotion right next to each other in exactly the same (laughs) bottles in bathrooms at fancy places. Yeah, that is annoying. And it's for this type of thing. These extended clapping sessions are going to do damage to your palms. These people are the people who need the lotion. So they're the ones who, who, they're the reason. These these indie films are the reason why every time I go to the bathroom in an airport, I end up with bloody... Cream all over my hands, having to wash it off. And all I want is a little bit of suds. Um, Got to be my like, like my mate, Dave, took him along to the theatre. We saw Driving Miss Daisy, right? The theatre version. Yeah. It was in Sydney mm. a few years ago with Angela Lansbury. Ooh. Okay. Historic actor. Heavy hitting. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's, Heavy that's hitting. A big name. A big career. Got to the end. She was, I mean, she'd push it a hundred. In this film, in this play, live play on stage. I mean, could have been a little way off, but it's getting close, right? End of the thing. People up and clapping. She's in Australia. She's had a brilliant career. The standing ovation happens. When it hits that critical mass, you got to get up, okay? Everyone's standing up. I look to my left, the only person still sitting, my mate Dave. He's like, didn't think it was that good. (laughs) Wow! And I'm like... David, you're embarrassing me. Stand up. He's like, no, I want a better performance than that. If I'm going to be up on my feet. <sighs> well, there have you, you ever, go. Have you refused a standing ovation? If you, do you begrudgingly get up? If some people are up and some people are down, I'll tend to, you know, trust my gut. But if everyone's up, I'm not going to be that person. No way. I just take the L and assume that there's something wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, Bron, you've got some standing ovation stats for us. Well, there was just so many. So there was Bones and All, which received 8.5 minutes of standing ovation, some even saying 10 minutes. Um, the movie Athena, four point five, like four and a half minutes standing ovation. Colin Farrell's film, 
Um, 13 minutes standing ovation. Oh, 13 minutes. Who's recording no, it though? So... Who's like, all right, let's get the stopwatch out, put first person up. And we're going. 15 <laughs> minutes. Like, how do you time that? Are, are any films, like, imagine if you show your film and everyone just claps <laughs> while sitting down at this I've, place. I, I can honestly, I can safely say I have never seen anything worth standing up and clapping for 13 minutes for. Nothing. Even at the birth of my daughter. <laughs> would I dare decide to sit down at at least an eight or nine minute mark? <laughs> what did Belinda get at the end of that? Just a fist bump? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Matt, I was a very lucky boy last week, copying an invite to a bit of a yoga running retreat, right? No. No. (laughs) You don't want me to talk about this? I do not want to talk about this because I made the mistake of checking out your (laughs) B-reel. The other day, oh my God, what do I see? Just your legs, not hot dogs. Definitely not hot dogs. Mm. Legs with a bit of a with a bit of a bath towel wrapped around them. I see the oh, bottom yeah. of the bath towel. I think I saw a fireplace in the in the distance or something. It was the robe. It was the fireplace. It I was like in a the very chalet. Comfy bed. It was a very comfy bed because oh. I copped an invite to a uh, the Lululemon immersion alongside some um, cool people. I didn't know anyone that was going to go. But um, old mate Lincoln Lewis was there. Oh. You were in um, that film Aquamarine with? Aquamarine with? Yep, that's yeah, right. mate Lincoln. Some Australian athletes were there. Some of the founders of Movember were there. Buddy, buddy I've... Lincoln Lewis. You know, do you know how much I used to hear about Lincoln Lewis? <laughs> My dad used to work with his auntie. Oh, right. Every single freaking week. <laughs> oh, you know, Lincoln's on Home and Away now. Yes, dad, I know! <laughs> oh, you know, Lincoln's got a new age. I know! <laughs> I know I'm working at Video Easy, Dad. <laughs> well, you I got you back to tell me what Lincoln Lewis is doing every week. Because I wiped the park with him at chess, so oh, sucked in. But anyway, thank you very much, obviously, to these people for having me. But yeah, it's those things you feel an imposter syndrome of, but you're also like, you know, coming into it from, you know, yo- I've never been good at the yoga and the meditation and the self-care, Matt. I always think of overthink things, you mm. know, can't live in the moment. You know, you hear something and you sort of try and make a joke about it in your head. Yeah. Like one of the exercises was, you know, for personal development, like think about your 100th birthday. What are your friends and family going to say about you? You know, that mm. kind of thing. Hopefully they're still calling you rat dog. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, they'll all be dead. Do I like, how seriously do I take this? It was like, sure. I find it awkward to then talk about yourself and that kind of thing. But I, it was great. Like I got to come out of my shell a little bit. That was nice. And also with some of these events, like you don't get paid or anything like that. It was just a really nice event to go to. Yeah, mate. It's a bit easy to come out of your shell when your buddy staying in a five-star luxury resort, you dog. <laughs> mate, when the fireplace is cranked, you got the, got the robe out. Oh, yeah, I'd come out of my shell all right. right so what, the only thing come that came out after the shell, shell to... was the Sydney Rock Oysters. They were... <laughs> They were coming out very nicely from the shell. <laughs> anyway, tell us about the suffering of your your bloody yoga, you gronk. Go on. <laughs> well, anyway, the other cool thing about these events, as well as the nice people you meet, um, the good self-development you have, you get given some sweet, sweet products. Oh, right? got a little goodies bag. 
I got one of those like gun things that like punches your muscles. Please don't tell me you got to keep it. Like just on loan, or you got to keep it. No, they gave me one. What's the RRP on one of those? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! But they also have a look in the wardrobe. You walk in the walk-in robe, and you've got these sweet things that are hanging up in your size. You're like sick. And then there was a bag. Wait, that, they that you could keep them? Yeah, yeah. This sweet Lululemon stuff, very comfy oh. stuff. Thank you very much for having me again, Lululemon. Happy to go back. But sponsor the pod if you want. We're here. Um, but there was also a bag. I'm like, thank God, there's a Lululemon bag here because it's like you got the new. Things like I need extra baggage to take it home. So I open the bag and there's some things in there. There's like Movember, they've got a like partnership with Movember. So some Movember shirts, some sweet new Lululemon jocks, which is really nice. So oh, I, got I need new undies. That. Oh my God, my undies are so see through. Well, that's the thing. Like getting that, I'm like, thank God, it's better than the rags I'm currently wearing <laughs> <laughs> down there. Wouldn't wash windows with the things wrapped around my glutes. <laughs> the next morning, go for a run, um, get up nice and early. It's about 6 a.m. The announcement goes around, oi, sorry, but Tommy's lost his bag. But he had found it and uh, the, the realisation hits me. <gasps> oh my God. No, I had no. some shoes in there which were like a size 10, not my size. There was a weird beanie that I'm like, oh, that's a weird thing. No. And so I had to break the news to, to Tommy. <laughs> I might have your bag, mate. Like, great, spirits are high. Also, I'm currently wearing your jocks. <laughs> are you serious? Were they? Yeah. Is Tommy like, does he work for Lululemon? No, he's Movember, hence all the Movember stuff in the bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so did you get any freebies at all? Yeah, there was a few freebies, but like, uh, uh, there was another Lululemon bag in my room. I thought <laughs> he just happened to have a branded bag that I thought... <laughs> Was also in the walk-in robe that I could use, but it was his oh private clothes. God. And then old little Daiso was... Uh... Oh, wow. So we did ask you, when have you used something that you thought was intended for you, but um, actually wasn't? Jess got in touch saying, I accidentally used my father-in-law's towel. That is rough. When you've got a lot of similar towels hanging up in the bathroom, mm. Matt, can be tricky. Yeah, you don't want to share things, do you? And you only realise when you go... This is wetter than it should be. <laughs> uh, Faye said, my husband and I always have the same toothbrush, but in different colours. One time we realised we were both using the green one and thought <laughs> the other had blue. See? <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Cara, at a family dinner, I've been nibbling at these bony bits from the roast on a side plate, which turned out to be the chewed out bits from my brother-in-law's discarded plate. Oh, no! <laughs> oh. I mean, I love a nibble on a bony bit. <laughs> But not your brother's bony bit. Um, Kate Don't nibble also... on your brother's bony bit. <laughs> Kate also got in touch with us. Kate, you had something at work that wasn't meant for you. Yeah, so um, I was walking into the tea room on my meal break and I was making myself a cup of tea and there was a chocolate mud cake on one of the tables in the tea room. And it's just unwritten law at work that anything that's left on the tables is fair game for anyone to eat. Someone's brought um, it in to share, obviously. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's obviously someone's birthday and you just missed the celebration. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. <laughs> had it been um, cut into, by the way? No, it had not been touched. Oh. And so I assumed that with the knife beside it that I could just help myself. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Kate. <laughs> yeah. 
You just thought you'd help yourself to a slice of cake that hadn't already been cut into. Well, it was on the tea room table. There was no birthday celebrations or anything around it. Mm-hmm. What, there, there was a knife next to it. Was that um, plastic cover still over the top? Yes, it was. The dome still over the top? Okay. All right. yes, uh, and okay, and so then, then, you know, after you were just munching away, what happened? So I sat down and I had the slice of cake in front of me and one of my co- co-workers walked in and they were like, oh, my God, that's such and such as birthday cake. And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. Seriously? <laughs> Kate, <laughs> didn't you know? Didn't you notice anything? Didn't you think at at all that maybe this could be an occasion? No, <laughs> no. So once you found that out, what happened next? Oh, my stomach dropped, and I felt really bad, and I had to fess up to the person that I had cut into their birthday cake. Um, and so I went and bought them a bag of chocolates as. Um, sorry. So did you, oh, did you okay. end up singing happy birthday around a cake that looked like Pac-Man? Like yeah. what happened? Yeah. So we sang happy birthday and I sat off to the side with my slice of cake in front of me. Oh my gosh. They couldn't, they probably couldn't put all the candles on cause there was a big <laughs> blank area on it. <laughs> oh dear Kate. Well, thank you very much. At least uh, the person got to celebrate either way and they probably got, um, you know, a little bit extra with the, with the chocolates you got them. So thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Day breakfast. Mm, drippy. Fit check. Now, as mentioned yesterday, Alex Dyson, uh, you're aware. You know we are de- we are not endorsing gambling in any way, shape, or form. No. And if you do, gamble responsibly. You may have joined us yesterday when I was. Halfway through my thrilling story, almost as exciting as, you know, a 1500 swimming race. Well, it, it feels like a long race here. Matt O'Kine, I'll set the scene, okay, if you're wondering. Think flashing colours, no natural light, no clocks on the wall, because I don't want you to figure out how long you've been sitting there for. That's right, we're in the casino, and Matt is betting it all to make $400 so he could pay for a Ghanaian passport which will allow him to then apply to be an Olympian for the Ghanaian team in swimming, a sport which he's not that good at, is it fair to say? No, but nor was Eric Muzambani, a.k.a. Eric the Eel. So I was like, I can be the next Eric. This is, you know, the Olympic Games are all about hope and inspiration, you know? Faster, stronger, slower, (laughs) you know, in, in my instance. So I've gone to the casino. I'm there for about two hours. I've won some, I've lost some, probably lost more than I've won some. All right. There has been a trip to the ATM. I'm kind of looking for a little bit of luck to come on my side. I end up after all this time being about even, right? And I think, oh, you know what? Maybe my flatmates were right. Maybe I shouldn't have come to the casino at about 1130 on a Sunday morning, right? To try and win money to get into the Olympics. (laughs) Maybe there was a little bit of truth in what they're saying. I love how indignant you would have been at the time as well. It's like, what? These people, these idiots don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to go win marketing so I can get to the Olympics in swimming. I was literally around the table. The words literally come out. It came out of my mouth. No, you go to the casino, you bet money, you win money, you make money, right? Yep. So anyways, um, feeling silly, proven wrong. 
I'm sort of moping out of the casino. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just as I'm about to leave, suddenly, bang, lights, camera, action, right? This big stage in the middle of the casino lights up, right? And this guy comes out in a suit. And he's like, hey, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this casino on this Sunday afternoon here, you know, whatever casino I was at. And, uh, and a crowd starts gathering, right? And he goes, now yeah, we're here to play. It was noughts and crosses was this game. I'll tell you what, that would have been a... 11 a.m. Sunday casino crowd would be quite <laughs> the hodgepodge, I would think. Creme de la creme of Sydney's <laughs> finest. <laughs> Me included. Yeah, you know, you know when you're standing around? I was like yeah. literally looking at everyone going, look at all these losers. <laughs> oh, I'm nothing oh. like them, losers. Here at the casino at 11.30. Anyways, <laughs> so I stuck around and watched the show. So this is the thing. You, if you listened yesterday, Matt put his name in a drawer for this barrel. Just I just a random draw. I didn't even know I was entering something. Mm. I just thought they were kind of collecting names or something as you walked in. There was no real clear indication about what it was that I was putting. I swiped my card. A piece yep. of ticket came out and I put it in a big barrel. I didn't know what I was in the running for or anything. Yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah, so about you know, an hour and a half later or whatever, however long I'd been in the casino for, this finally happens when, yeah, the guy comes out, he's going, hey, who wants to, you know, who's ready to win, 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 big, big, big here. They're playing noughts and crosses. Uh, the game I called the hat game uh, in my stand-up show, if you ever saw it, but it's actually, it was actually called noughts and crosses. There's a little bit of truth versus fiction. So basically he wheels out this panel of five by five panels. Okay. So it's like maximized noughts and crosses. Yeah. So there's 25 boards all up. Okay. Yep. And he's like, hey, we're ready to win, win, win. Big, big, big. Prizes, prizes, prizes. And the first, uh, the person who's going to come up and play on today's edition of Noughts and Crosses is, and he w brings out that big barrel with like all the names and pieces of paper in it and stuff. And then there's so many names in this piece, in this barrel. Yep. And he's whipping it around. All the pieces of paper are flying everywhere and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll get a chance. Yeah. And he opens up the, stops spinning, he opens up the barrel, he reaches in, he pulls out a piece of paper and goes, and the person who's going to be playing this, you know, noughts and crosses on this Sunday uh, is Fionn Smith, <laughs> you know? And I was like, damn, damn it, damn. damn it. And so, you know, everyone starts going, oh, well, not Fionn and Smith. sort of starting to mope away and we're waiting for old mate Fionn Smith to come up and the guy's like, Fionn Smith? Fionn Smith, is Fionn Smith here? Come on, tell, oh. tell Fionn Smith if she is. She's about to win big in noughts and crosses. Fionn's gone. Fionn Smith doesn't turn up. So I'm literally walking out the door at this point when he's like, oh, well, I guess not Fionn's lucky day. He rips it up. As Fionn has decided that 11 a.m. on a Sunday is not the best time <laughs> to be at the casino well, and head off. To have, she had to have been there before to put her name in, so she obviously got bored or lost it all. Yep. Anyways. Then he's like, oh, well, let's, uh, let's, let's redraw. Whips the barrel around, opens it up, pulls another piece of paper out. Matthew O'Kine. <laughs> Seriously? Yep, you're coming up to play noughts and crosses. So I was like, yeah! <laughs> I ran up on the stage, right? I ran up on stage. Yep. And they asked me to choose five panels, okay? How, how much Did time? they check any ID to let... So to prove that you were Matt O'Kine or anything or? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. I probably. I mean, it was me. I had my card with me. All right. There you so, go. Um, so how much time have we got? What's the time now? Well, this one's been going for eight minutes now. So. Oh, no. This wait is for tomorrow. <laughs> Are we going to do a three-parter? <laughs> That's unheard do... <laughs> of. 
That's unheard of. <laughs> Are we going to do a three-parter? Should we do it? Whoa, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who, who would have thought, as tuning into this week of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, that you would be copying the triple threat three-part epic, just like Lord of the Rings, Matt. Yeah, well, look, join us tomorrow for the thrilling conclusion. I think like Lord of the Rings, but tomorrow we're going to be calling Return of the King. I think <laughs> well, that's we'll it. See. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, let's see. Um, mm, don't know if the king ever went to the casino at 11.30 on a Sunday morning trying to bet it all to make the Olympics, but we will find out how my journey went tomorrow. But until then, thanks so much for joining us. We will catch you then. Have a great day. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.